This series of Tilly at Home With is sponsored by Wanderlust. I don't know about you, but I've been really enjoying doing yoga at home and I've been using their new Wanderlust TV platform. There's yoga, meditation, breath work and fitness classes on there and all with world-class teachers from the US and the UK. Great news is that they're offering the listeners of this podcast a three-month subscription for just £9. Everything's included in that, so there are no excuses. Just go to tv.wanderlust.com and use the code Tilly at Home and find your true north. Welcome to Tilly at Home with Thomas Olivier. Thomas is a registered nutrigenomics practitioner and was the first in the UK to offer fitness and nutrition plans based on individual DNA makeup. His innovative science-based coaching methods and his book, Cracking Your Health Code, have been aiding hundreds of people to achieve their optimum health. Thomas is the founder and CEO of Omnos. Omnos is an AI platform that analyzes your genome combined with lifestyle assessments and functional medicine tests to give you a scientifically validated dashboard of your health with personalized and actionable recommendations at your fingertips. Omnos aim to make established scientific knowledge and validated health prevention accessible to all. Thomas, thank you so much for being on the podcast. So nice to see you again. Nice to see you again. Uh, very happy to be here again. I wanted to ask you to start off with, in your first book, Cracking the Health Code, you talk about health as part as comparable to the hero's journey in a story yeah. and what you need to overcome to go from an ordinary life to a more extraordinary life and the challenges that you have to face with that. And I feel like your journey to creating Omnos, which is this incredible platform, has also been quite challenging. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, yes, I guess it's, it's a very way to put it because yes, it is my own hero's journey in a way. Um, I get putting something together when you want to create something new is not easy <laughs> and it takes time. I started first as um, a sports scientist and uh, this is sort of my background and, and the idea I had was when I first started optimize athletes performance and really uh, try to look at them as um, the most precise manner I could in a way that what can I enhance what can I optimize how can I optimize their recovery how can I optimize their nutrition and all these sort of things and those are big area but within each of those area how can I break this down and look even closer at things and going down this uh, trap of going you know closer and closer you realize that actually it never ends <laughs> and uh, this is where I, I started to look at genetics really and and the idea was from the start anyway from my own experience was well actually what was I'm doing here for this athlete doesn't necessarily work the same which what I'm doing with this one um, and this is where the idea of looking into their bio-individuality, so really looking into their genetic, um, their lifestyle um, in a lot more uh, precision came, came in really. And then the idea of uh, maybe looking at them in a way that I know, a, a Formula One team will look at the car, right? So through a dashboard or, or, or this sort of thing. And yeah, this is where the whole idea of helping people in having more of an um, insightful look into their own bio-individuality came from. Um, it started with athletes, but then realized that actually working with needy athletes all the time, uh, you know, um, is great. But um, at the same time, what I was doing, I realized that I was looking at the same genes um, that were also responsible for all the, uh, the the sort of diseases that we we were battling, so you know the the four big killers, let's say, so uh, dementia, um, type two diabetes, um, cardiovascular health, um, you know, um, all all those things, and cancer, obviously. Um, you can have predisposition to, to to those genes, and the more I was researching, the more I was realizing. Well, actually, if you really learn about those you can really start to be informed and start making informed choices into you know of 
going down the path of prevention. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where it all started really, is with sort of realization that we can be at the center of it and prevent those things to happen by being informed and making informed choices. Um, I think this is where the hero's journey, you know, sort of revelation uh-uh, moment um, came. Um, and yeah, then he started there, and that was like a decade ago. So at this point, people were sort of laughing at me because like, well, are you going to take my jeans? And yes, like, <laughs> yeah. it was quite funny because yeah, it was quite novel. Although in the US, there was already 23 and me that was uh, starting doing that. But uh, the way they were doing it were more about, uh, and at the time they were scaring people, and they did have problem with, with the FDA because it was more about informing people about those genes variant that predispose you to diseases, but not so much with the explanation on how to prevent this. And one thing we really understand, and again, it sort of reinforced my system belief my, my, you know of of making this uh, becoming a reality is your genes are not your fate so it's not because you are predisposed to certain diseases or certain gene variation that m- will make you more likely uh, for something to happen so you have the genotype you're not necessarily going to develop the disease the disease um, that is associated to it because that will be down to your lifestyle, your diet, and your environment. And when you start understanding this, you realize, well, hold on, this is the three things that I can control, the three things that I can change over time, and I can maybe learn and discover first, explore this genetic aspect, and then learn about them, and then implement changes that count. Um, and this is where you become a bit of a hero of your own health journey really so this is where the whole book id came from as well it was really this invitation of hey you can be at the center of your health you can be um more proactive and actually it's never been a better time for it because we now have access to those technology um they become they're becoming more and more uh, accessible less expensive um, and now we understand that the the science is validated science and we can uh, start also connecting the dots with other things um, and then educate you on what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the Omnos platform that you've created now, when um, people log on to that, they put in, they answer a lifestyle questionnaire and then you recommend based on that test that they should do from there. Yeah, yeah. So it... It all starts by, so the Omnos platform, so before this, coming back into the journey, we had the GenSmart platform. And GenSmart was about taking DNA data and actually optimizing what needs to be done based on your genetic, right? So we would simply do life hacks. So goals, this is your main goals, and this is your life hacks for each goal. So one of your main priority, let's say, would be because of uh, genes in relationship to, I don't know, detoxification pathway, for example, not being optimal. And knowing that you are living in London and that you may have experiencing experience or you're experiencing some symptoms in relation to um, high level of toxicity, let's say, we will tell you, okay, this is your priority. And that's the, the life hacks you would have would be to have cruciferous vegetables, for example. Um, because like broccoli or asparagus, because they have substances in them like DIM, um, which are enzymes that will switch on this gene to work optimally and help you remove uh, certain toxins, right? So that's that's the idea, is this education part. Um, but then what we quickly realized is, I mean, what I realized um, was, well, there's something missing here because when you, genes, you talk about predisposition, but you're not necessarily looking at what's going on inside your body right now. So on one side, you have the lifestyle, which is what you do every day, your environment. Uh, and by environment, I'm not talking only about the, the trees and, and you know the things mm-hmm. around you, but um, but also what sort of um, I don't know, skin product you're going to put on your on your skin, what what uh, you know product uh, you use at home, um, what is the type of lifestyle you have. So 
all of those parameters are, are very important to understand what you're doing now, what, what is the level of sort of health activity you have. Then adding the, the gene data makes it even more relevant in terms of, you know, understanding it all. And then, okay, based on all this, then, okay, now we can understand, well, we need to check on those parameters because we understand through your self-assessment, let's say, that you are mentioning mood swing and you're mentioning, um, you know, um, sleep disturbance, stress, anxiety. This sounds a bit hormonal. So let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at what's going on into your hormones. Um, and hormonal, I mean, testing for hormones is more functional testing. So it's what's going on inside your body right now. So this is the whole big task that took almost two years to develop is to connect the dots between the lifestyle, genetic, and all the other data, which has biomarkers of what's going on inside your body right now. And when you put all those data together, it will really start to tell you a story about yourself, about, okay, well, this is what you're doing, um, and you're predisposed to that, and this is the, the outcome, this is the result. You're actually inflamed, and we can see it, you're, you know, estrogen dominant, you have, um, you know, all those different things. And then the next piece is, how do I do now? What is my priority? What can I do to correct those pathways? And this is what we do. This is what we have done is to put all of this inside a platform and to make it very user friendly, because as you can understand, first, the layer of complexity um, just to give you an idea, if you we look at 700,000 genes um, and more than a thousand biomarkers, and all of these have interactions. So there's very complex link between everything, and we have to understand this. And this is where one of part of my hero's journey was actually to put the right team uh, to do all this. People much smarter than me that can calculate all those <laughs> things and, and can actually um, make a sort of meaning of all this uh, at the data you know level and then you need the people that can understand those data and translate into something that um, doctors or, or, or you know functional practitioner can understand and then from functional practitioner you need people can understand those functional practitioner mm -hmm. and make it accessible uh, to people like you and me that actually without having a, a PhD can understand what it all means mm -hmm. uh, and make it more actionable for people um, and then comes the whole tech team that for them was also a, a bit of a <laughs> very complex uh, thing to do is to translate all those data and those things into interface that people can you know uh, sort of understand and 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 go on a journey of optimizing their health so that was yeah that was the the long journey uh, and if you want to get started that is very simple now you just go we remove all this complexity because the mission is really to democratize the science beyond health. That's always has been my mission and to make things simple. Um, so, yeah, now you can just get started by doing the self-assessment and then you're being told what is the next best test. Um, and once you get the result, then you have your personalized recommendation on things to do, things to avoid, uh, things to take sometimes, supplements, targeted supplementation, or people to see if there is something more or less clinical. Yes, and um, with things like the hormone tests, which are more functional tests, with your hormones, do they fluctuate over a period of time? Or can you tell by taking a test over, say, 24 hours, where your hormones are? Yeah, so your hormones are very reactive. So... Um, and they, you know, they, they basically uh, react to your environment. So uh, stress hormone, for example, um, you have a gene FKBP5, which has to do with stress response. Um, and that if you have this gene variant being high, let's say, you're more likely to react and you're more likely to have a cortisol spike, which is the, the stress hormone. Um, so then you want to know about this uh, and you want to you want to see, especially if you're very stressed um, and if you are prone to anxiety as well, um, which is also certain genes like the COMT genes that has to do with neurotransmitters. Um, so you want to see this because if your cortisol is always high, 
these genes will switch on and you always be anxious. Um, and then all the other things that anxiety bring and stress, you know, inflammation and, you know, all this sort of thing. So you want to understand that all of this is connected and you want to understand um, on those tests, for example, where you are now. And those tests is telling you the, the snapshot of mm-hmm. this is you right now through a day. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the... The, the the hormone test is something you do it's actually a urine sample that you take uh, over the day so it's different uh, sample you're sampling several times during the day but it tells you the whole picture of you as you okay. do normally during yeah. the day and it shows your cortisol patterns your things like melatonin that should um, you know kick in in the evening and make you fall asleep uh, it shows uh, things like detoxification pathways it shows uh, you know many different things really um which also has to do with sex um uh, hormones and uh, androgenic hormones so it's it's all very interesting to see um yeah it's amazing how we are so integrated as uh, physical beings mm-hmm. so and what you are saying is that the the illnesses the diseases that can be prevented are also multifactorial so yeah. something that might um, give you cancer can, might also give you dementia so all these all these illnesses that people think oh my god at the end of my life I'm either going to have that or that or that yeah by taking care of your health now and looking out for all those markers you can stop yourself having any yeah. of those outcomes right yeah yeah and it's exactly what needs to be done because if you look at the numbers, they are worrying, um, but things are moving so fast now that we can regain control of those things and, and make better outcome. But um, right now, it, it is estimated by uh, 65 years old, you and I, for example, after 65, we the big majority, I think it's 65% of uh, the over 70 years old will not have one, but two chronic condition. So what it means is we're now living in a state of comorbidity before dying, right? Mm. Um, Which basically means that you're, in real term, you're you're not living as you should be. You're, you know, you're reduced into this state of not doing, living your life uh, normally. Uh, And that will be the 10, 15 last year of your life. Um, And... If you look at teenagers now, things like type 2 diabetes, it keeps growing and it's non-stop. And it's, it's very, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I think it's 15% of uh, teenagers right now have uh, are severe type 2 diabetes. Um, and type 2 diabetes is totally preventable by changing your lifestyle, your diet, and your environment. I mean, you are predisposed mm-hmm. to this. It's, it's genetic, right? It's insulin sensitivity. By learning about this and maybe by teaching at school what is, mm. you know, uh, offsetting sort of this sort of thing by having low glycemic food, avoiding sugar, um, you know, stabilizing your, your insulin level um, o- o- over time. Those would be very powerful way of teaching a teenager to avoid those mm. things to happen. And I think this is where we should be going. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we do need to do something yeah. about it. And, and so what you're doing is you're making this quite complicated system of uh, our physical body um, into a user-friendly, user-facing platform that you can learn about and get personalized recommendations for. Yeah. And, ho- and, and therefore you're educating yourself. Yeah. Because I was, um, yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's the key is to educating yeah, educating so. ourselves, not, not being lazy about our health. It's just the education part is because if you're informed, you're engaged. Um, and this is something I always noticed with everybody and even with myself is what I loved about helping people going through their genetic results or, or when they start going through their genetic results um, on the platform is this aha moment of like, wow, I'm meeting my own self. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's me in black and white. This is surprising, right? It's amazing. It's like, wow, okay, now it makes sense. And I always get that all the time. But following this reaction is the fact that people are a lot more engaged because, oh, wow, okay, so now I understand. I, I need to do that. And this is why I respond this way. Mm-hmm. So let's have a look closer. Okay, what can I do now? Because 
it's you remove all the guesswork. You're not following a trend, but you're you're into your own path here. You're you're not following what everybody else is doing. You're not following a keto diet, or you're not following a, a, I don't know, veganism, or yeah. you know, it's it's based on you know what you should be doing because veganism is not good for everybody, or, or the keto diet, or carnivore, or any anything is not good for everybody. We all very different. Um, and so it helps to very uh, to navigate all this really and, and remove all this guesswork and, and just focus on yourself. Um, and yeah. We're just interrupting this episode to bring you a short message from a wonderful charity that we're supporting. I am really happy to say that this podcast is working with the Cross River Gorilla Project to raise awareness of the critically endangered Cross River Gorilla and support the local rainforest communities. With only about 300 of these great apes remaining in the world, this comes at a crucial time. The Cross River Gorilla Project would love you to sign up to their website, which is free, and help share their story. You can also follow them on Instagram at Cross River Gorilla and see how you can make a difference. When you put in your, your um, results to your test, go into the platform, is that all done with an algorithm then, or do you have people, practitioners, looking at the results? No, so we had um, many practitioners uh, working on the algorithm. So the idea now is um, everything is automatized, I would say. Um, we have some artificial intelligence that um, sort of put things together based on your results. However, before that, because artificial intelligence was this whole vision of this robot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being intelligent. But reality is the intelligent behind is us <laughs> putting yeah. this, right? Let, let's put the, um, the rabbit out the hat here. So it's basically, yeah, it's, it's putting all those amazing functional doctors we've worked with, those, those team we have, you know, uh, our advisory board, we have an amazing people working with us. Um, that put all those this knowledge mm-hmm. uh, into building this algorithm, which now gives you a very strong foundation and basic of um, interpreting those results. Um, and then if something, it's enough already for you to be proactive about all this, right? By implementing all your recomm- recommendations. But if you are unwell already, if you have conditions, it's very important not to remove the human equation. So this is why we have also practitioners um, that you can book or if there is something more um, clinical, uh, we will probably nudge you to tell you, okay, well, you know, we'd like you to speak to our functional practitioner. Mm -hmm. But this is very powerful prevention because you don't wait to break down. You, You then look at pathways that if they are in balance, can be, you know, uh, in the long term can become dangerous, but you act before, mm-hmm. before it becomes at a point where you break down and then you're being taken to um, sort of uh, the system, the yeah. healthcare system, which really is, is more of a sick care system. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, so we don't, the idea is to create this, this preventive platform where we educate you on not to break down. <laughs> yes. Right? You're, you're, you're giving people the last 15 years of their life back. Yes, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the whole idea. And, and I think now, it's, again, it never has been a better time because we have the convergence of different things, of technology that becoming more and more accessible. Those tests that we are doing uh, were super expensive, you know, uh, still 10 years ago. Um, uh, if you look at uh, gene tests early 2000 um, I mean the, 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 the human genome product was 3.2 billion now you can do the same test with us for 149 pounds <laughs> so you know it's, it's, it's crazy yeah. how, how things are evolving and we want to contribute and we're working hard in maybe make this free somehow at some point. Yeah, it would be amazing if this was integrated into the healthcare system that we have now. So you could look at the pl- everyone in the country could look at their platform. That would be a and great I, I outcome. Think, I think this is where public authority should start looking. And I think they slowly start looking mm-hmm. at those options because the way they are now is not sustainable in the sense of, you know, um, the burden of, uh, I think it's 47 trillion, that is the healthcare 
uh, burden worldwide. Mm. So not million, billion, but trillion. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is definitely not. So it's basically, not sustainable, it's, it's, it's is not it? sustainable yeah. anywhere for any country, um, and actually can put any country down to its knee. So it's really now. It's not about. It's time we shift from a system that really almost reductionist into looking at fixing people, but more into helping people to be more proactive and more on the prevention side of things. Um, and this needs to be done because all of those institutions are very old and they're, they're re really big as well. So it's hard to reconvert all this into mm -hmm. things that are, you know, and this is why startup uh, or, or business like ours are, are very efficient because they can move fast and they can make those shifts happen. Mm. And it's not in a position of working with the NHS, for example. Mm. It's actually how can we work with the NHS mm. with new technology like artificial intelligence, um, principle as well, like data ownership, in the sense that instead of having everybody's data somewhere in a silo and it can be hacked at any time, um, how can we make all this secure but actually also allow secure data exchange so between user and health professional there's this quick response um, and even maybe analyzing all those data and look at patterns okay so in the sense that let's say on our platform we will give the ability of people sharing the data if they want to opt in or opt out. So you're in total control, total mm -hmm. ownership of your data. But if you were to opt in, you could participate to research. So if you have, because we're connecting the dots between everything, if you have certain gene variants and you have, I don't know, let's say, I'm, I'm going to make things up here, but um, let's say you have a gene called APOE, which has to do with dementia and Alzheimer more, more specifically. And you have um, from your element test, um, I don't know, low level, level of lithium, um, which is actually very important for brain health. And then you do also something, another data point from your lifestyle. And let's say you have 5,000 people having the same pathways and actually all complaining about brain fog, mm -hmm. all complaining about uh, migraines or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the symptoms might be. Hmm, this is interesting. This is a pattern. Um, let's go and see, I don't know, a university, for example, and see if we can have a grant and do more research. Yeah. And then you might, you might uncover things like this. Yeah, and so you could say, let's do a supplement, you know, give everybody more B vitamins, do certain things yeah. with those specific people and see how that affects Yeah, so them. for example, here we, we talk about lithium. Lithium, considering more for things like bipolar or disorder or this sort of things, but actually... You know, low dosage or things like that of, of lithium could also be very helpful to prevent Alzheimer. I mean, mm. right now I'm, I'm making totally things up. There's no science in there. Yeah. Just you know, but potentially, but potentially, yeah. right? Mm. Um, it needs the research. Yeah, it, it needs, needs the research. But what I mean is, with system like we have, you can create patterns and do predictive analytic. Mm. And this is, I think, the future of what could be you know, business like ours working in collaboration yeah. with big institution because you prove a concept mm. um, and you trust people by being them for them to be proactive. And if they participate with this all collective uh, learning sort of uh, thing, which is very interesting. So then it's collective learning and, and you can implement things much quicker at bigger level. Um, so yeah, anyway. Yeah, because of the because of the AI um, and the tech side of your platform, the cost of doing these tests and trials potentially may, might not be um, as much as it may have been traditionally. Is that yeah? What you well, think? but yeah. there's this already, but it's also for an institution like the NHS. What is more costly to fifty billion per year for dementia? or preventing it with maybe, you know, a fraction of this. Yeah. Right? By offering free tests for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the cost would definitely be a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's more about that, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where you, you know, you can make things a lot more interesting um, in having people being more proactive towards the health, but at the same time, uh, potentially create a new health architecture yeah. um, of, you know, based on disease prevention 
health optimization, really creation um, and collective learning. So it's you know and this is what I mean by democratizing health. So that this is by decentralizing everything from something which is completely closed as a system like the NHS to a more open source collaborative learning sort of aspect of things um, with a, a more or less uh, alienated language so which is the medical language mm-hmm. um, actually by disalienating the language you educate people um, and then to make it all accessible in through technology like you know through our phones through um, you know through yeah. when you go to, to, to work or at the office or, or, or in a wellness center uh, but not where a place you break down right? yes. so moving from the, the, the place you break down the hospitals um, to basically our home which, which are places of wellness because you start there yeah um, I love that um, expression that you use new health architecture that's a great um, a great way of describing your what you see for the future of yeah. health so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the, the new health architecture, um, you, you give the insight here. It's basically going to be part of maybe the title of my new book. I'm still deciding. I think it should be. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it can be the sort of smart tagline. Health. Yeah. Yeah, smart health. So a new health architecture. That's for the time being it, it, it is the the title, but it's not out yet. But the idea of of VCS is about describing how can you use the convergence of all of this, the, the, the fact that we have a system that breakdown is not sustainable, to replace this with something that is based on foundation, we're using technologies of today's, um, using uh, a more sort of, um, in response of the, 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 the awakening that's happening now as well with, with the whole COVID, people are more proactive. So instead of just being, okay, well, yes, we tell you what to do or, you know, come and see us when you break down, be at the center of it, be proactive, be responsible for your health. Yeah, um, boosting your immune system, I think people are talking about that. And, and in a way, that's what the vaccination program is, is, is supposed to be doing, is boosting your own immune system. But yeah. then there's so many ways, <laughs> if you're interested in that, and a lot of people are hanging out for that, you can also there's also so many ways that you can boost your immune system. Yes, much while more. while you're waiting, <laughs> yeah, much more effectively. Yeah. I think um, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go there, but uh, boosting your immune system. First, the, the thing boosting is is the wrong term, but it's more about supporting your immune system. It is is something you do at a continual on a continual, continuous basis, yes. right? And there's many things we have stopped doing. And this is also um, to make us realize, uh, and that's also one part of my book, of my future book, um, which is how we become disconnected with our environment, right? And because of this disconnection that's happening at many levels, our food system, our uh, which basically our souls are poor, so we don't get the nutrients needed into our bodies, and that weakens our immune system. So there's the whole, you know, ecosystem around supporting your your immune system better, rather than done doing again a quick fix, which is a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's more about fixing the whole ecosystem that is more sustainable, mm-hmm. rather than going through just one quick fix that mm. is short term and again, probably not going to deliver. Mm. Um, I mean, in the long term, um, if you look at things like the flu, for example, we, we talk about the flu season, but it's, it's not a season. It's just because you are less exposed to the sun. You, you're likely to be less outdoor, less, less yeah. be less active. Yeah. Be, you know, Lower and, levels of vitamin D, yeah. Yeah, and, and all those different things. So it's it's very important to understand that there's a whole ecosystem around you know immunity mm. um, and it's about reinforcing all those parameters rather than just trying to fix it with something yeah it's it's we have to do the work don't we and I was interested in this um, one of the blogs on your website on NOS was about you can hand people give people all this information and all the the facts about their their own self but you actually have to action those steps so you can't yeah. make someone even if you say to me Tilly you need to take more broccoli you need to take iodine you need to do this and you need to exercise and meditate I have to do it you yeah. know and that's the thing isn't it it's about making people understand that 
it's really up to you to make mm. these make it's, these things it's happen. hard to it's, it can be hard to make this as a priority mm. but the the reality is people realize that then when they become sick it be, it is becoming a, yeah. a priority and they don't have the choice anymore yeah so yeah i like to say that the investments is always worth first to be done you know and it doesn't have to be complex it doesn't have to be and and i think you did read, read my my first book um it's all about stacking up sort of mini habits for yourself mm -hmm. over time is there's no race on it there's mm -hmm. no you know but one thing at a time over time is a lot more powerful than trying to change everything in one go right mm -hmm. uh we need to move from those things of like okay i've got six weeks you know flat belly workout thing mm -hmm. you know no that's something you should maintain all the time um and it's it's the ongoing thing over time is a lot more powerful in delivering results so the consistency um than just you know yeah. one patch of things at yeah. the uh, at a certain time yeah and and if you the good thing is there's so many other things out there and i understand people who are sort of information paralyzed because there's so many things out there but when you start digging into your own bio individuality you realize actually i don't have many priorities and actually you start also realizing that your body's ability to heal itself to make things better when the main things are being taken care of it's like wow actually yes yeah. i i have an amazing machinery here uh, that works by itself mm. but you just need to help it because mm. the 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 lifestyle we have our environment have changed so much in the last 100 years but whatever's happening out there is totally almost alien <laughs> to our bodies mm. to our genes to yeah. to everything and this is why we we're becoming very sick but instead of like okay what are my priority and where do i start okay i'm going to start with this now i've done this well actually yes i do have those symptoms that are gone now what's next right yeah um and the more you do that the more you implement those habits and the more you are actually also changing your mindset about it and the more you you know you leave to a different level to a higher level i would say and you start also influencing people around you yeah and that's important yeah and you do once you start doing things like you said that reduce the symptoms of something and you then start to feel better you then that that pattern that is your pattern is is for your life so you learn don't you by doing it what does suit you and what and then you know what doesn't suit you so yeah. even if you have something that doesn't suit you you then have the tools to get back to feeling better with exactly. the things that do suit you so it's not something that yeah, once the learning phase of it is actually sort of a more an initial learning phase and yeah. then it's adapted into your life yeah. moving forward. And, and yeah. then you also have the technology. Let's not, you know, yeah. uh, forget this. The the magic of what we're doing, for example, already now with your food list that you, you get through the, the Omnus platform. Okay, why should I not have tuna? Because you need to uh, reduce uh, inflammation uh, of in your body and you also need to remove mercury and we give you all this based on data of your own test result mm -hmm. why should i have more um anchovies for example mm -hmm. because you need to increase um you know anti-inflammatory food and you need to also have uh, more omega-3 rich mm -hmm. food and again based on certain results yeah. so it it gives you already the reason why and the yeah. the options and then you can have recipes been on that and then you can and moving forward let's fast forward in five years all of this will be working in the background for you mm -hmm. in the sense that you just go to your kitchen and your you know sort of personalized shopping list uh, delivery has been done. Yeah. Maybe a drone will give it to you in ten years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like you know, actually you, you automate IoT, everything, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you start automating all those things. Um, you know, you will have smart mirrors in your in your bathroom, which will tell you actually today uh, realize that your HRV, which is something to do with your heart rate variability, that tells you about how bo your body is rested, has been very low, um, and your body temperatures has increased. Um, something yeah. is happening there. Maybe take it easy today yeah. and have this type of adaptogen. So you know, ginger, mushroom type of thing. Uh, this morning to 
support your immune system. That sounds like the best mirror ever. That's such a brilliant. Yes, that's such a nice vision of the future. <laughs> yes, can't wait that. So uh, instead of looking Tilly, at you, you know, look shit today. Instead of looking at just your body <laughs> and how much you weight, this data will be a lot more meaningful. Yeah, and will actually comes with solutions, and yeah. this is the important bit. It's like solutions that are designed for you and to make your life easier and to make your life a lot more, um, how to say, um, well, to, to prevent you from all those things. Really, yeah, more functional, know. really. Yeah. Um, and so what you're saying is that basically we are a few years away from that. And obviously when we get to that, then everyone will be doing it. But yeah. in these next few years leading up to that, kind of those kind of breakthroughs, all this information is at our fingertips but we just have to actually do that one step to going onto the computer, yeah. looking at it and doing the tests. Yeah. So there's not much to do. That's brilliant. And I was interested as well, because obviously a lot of the food and the health is to do with your links to your emotional health and your mental health. And, you know, through this year, it's been a bit shit for a lot of people. People are a bit more depressed. Yeah. And the serotonin that makes you feel happy is created in your gut as well. So would mm -hmm. you just explain that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so, um, so the whole mental health aspect. So there's a lot of contradiction right now because one of the things that we know about mental health is we are very social being and going into a lockdown definitely not going to help uh, because we lose on those interaction. Um, so obviously, I would say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people will agree, the long-term, you know, sort of bill of mental health will be greater probably yeah. <laughs> than will happen with the, the, the virus itself, not mm. the, you know, but just the virus itself. But anyway, um, I don't want to do politics here, but what, what the whole idea about mental health as well is the reassurance through testing and through knowing what you are predisposed to that very solution and a lot of mental health issues start with chemical imbalance you know in your brain mm -hmm. so you mentioned serotonin uh, there's many you know uh, neurotransmitters that are involved in making you feel happy and and you know all this sort of thing and some of them by just you know going outdoors are being regulated looking at the sun's sunrise for example the the light outside you know going through your your eyes uh, we evolve with all this mm -hmm. and and we're missing out on all this um, doing actually one of the uh, cold therapy and and going and I know you do that yes um, going outdoor swimming in you know that is massively helping for depression, for example, mm -hmm. uh, because you get this euphoria sort of feeling uh, because you get a shock to your body. So it's a stress, basically. You've got good and bad stress, and this is a good stress that trigger those all those neurotransmitters to kick in. And actually, the more you do that, you re-educate your brain of creating those uh, neurotransmitters. And even the NHS um, is looking actually to put this as a main recommendation. Uh, so called therapy mm. uh, for depression because it works, you yeah. know, um, and it's amazing. Uh, but what it tells us again, it's if you have you know, obviously it's, it can be very complicated. It's, I'm not saying it's the answer to everything, but as a foundation to reconnect with your environment, um, to the basic stuff. So I'm not talking about supplements, so mm -hmm. this comes after, but you know, being outdoors, connecting with your loved ones or your family, all of this are, are a very important aspect of it. Um, and I think when we were going to go out of this lockdown, people will look at things a bit more differently. I mean, this is me being optimistic again, probably, uh, but is, you know, is this shift of like, okay, what are now my sort of priority in life? Actually, yes, my health is, because we've seen that a health, you know, if health issues happened, you, you know, everything get else gets out of the way. And mental health, obviously, is a big one. Um, but yeah, there's many ways of being proactive about that as well. And certain gene predisposition will also tell you um, where this can be coming from, yeah. right? And even sometimes when you link genes with certain um, um, pathways, like say, you know, your lack of 
copper or these sort of things can also all have interaction on how you feel yeah and so and so yeah i love that uh, the platform is really it is easy to use because you have this section that says recommended and then it will say you yeah, exercise meditation Christmas vegetables, more iodine. I mean, it really is specific. And it's not. there's not too much either, is it? There's like maybe 10 or 12 things that you can... I mean, obviously, if you want to see why they're recommended, you can go back to see the gene and see the risk levels. So you can, as sort of nerdy yeah, we, as you want really, to get on so it, you we're can. we're really putting it to um, for everybody. So, so if you really want to go nerdy, you can go all the way back to the, the, the scientific paper mm. and, you know, you have all the explanation there but most people will not necessarily understand but we make sure that because of our advisory board that it's all academic so academic can use that as a reference even because it's yeah. very uh, we worked very hard on not connecting one scientific paper but the, the one that is the most relevant to yeah. what we we're doing uh, and from there you go all the way back from your genes your gene expression so we're talking just about genetic here uh, and then, yes, all the recommendations that are made easy. Mm. Um, but we still educate you why you should take more iodine yeah. because of this and this. Yeah. Uh, and you will find iodine in this and this. And you can take that. And, yeah. and you know, and uh, all the reason why you should do this is because of those other test results here, which also are linked to that. So yeah. we, we really connect everything here and, and trying to yeah. make it more understandable and there's so much more content coming it's always now the good thing is because it is a platform we and we're just getting started we, we can just optimize things and yeah. there's a lot of video content coming in you know all those recipes the whole community aspect is, is is yet to come within our platform which is all very exciting because it's it's removed the the geekiness of it which it can be quite heavy yeah um although we removed all of it um, but it's t there's still this aspect, you can go it into it or you can just stay into the recommendation type of thing, um, which most people do really. Yeah, and one thing that we wanted to, we were going to work together last year, weren't we, with, the, with doing retreats and hopefully yes. that will be something that we can do in the future where, where you, you get your, with the retreat life business, you get your results and then we look at the results and then on the retreat we can tell people like, this is the exercise yes. you need to be doing. This is the food that you need to be eating. These are the stress influences you yeah. have. And so that will be, I mean, I'm looking, I hope we can do yeah. that. Yeah, it is. Nice. Hopefully we will do it soon. Yeah. Um, and yes, definitely. Uh, I've done this in the past in companies, in, you know, in, in, in very corporate environment, mm. um, on mental health, actually. Um, and that was super well received because people are like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. So I understand now why I have this or this yeah. reaction or how I, I react to stress this way. Yeah, it's um, very personalized, isn't it? It's very personalized, but it, imagine when you are, you know, uh, put it into context of someone who is a high achiever, let's say, and a bit too hard with himself, executives, and uh, has this response to stress uh, very high and, and all these different things and understand actually what is this way but also understand what to do about it. Mm -hmm. It's a very good tool to have as managing yourself, your expectation yeah. and the expectation of others on you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's true. It's, and yeah. as a team it's very interesting work. Yeah, because it's true, especially with something like stress, you always think of stress as being an external influence really. Like mm -hmm. I'm working too hard, I'm not getting enough, well sleep is physiological as well but it's interesting that there are genes that make you more predisposed to stress. Yeah. Like to stress, to yeah. anxiety, to depression, yeah. to, to all those things related to mental health. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. physical and so very if, much if mental. If we look at our um, brain function, we have already more than 90 different genes. Um, by each function, we have so many different genes that yeah. have uh, an impact, direct or indirect. Um, in into those uh, how you express that. and that's why we have a scoring system as well so it's called polygenic score and then if you do the test you get uh, scored by those area and you can see what area you are actually whether it's heart wellness whether it's type 2 diabetes whether it's um, you know detoxification pathways or mental health or brain function all these other things yeah, gosh, we all want to be cleverer, don't we? Well, I do. More, <laughs> more clever, actually. <laughs> so what, um, with all of your work and everything you do, how do you switch off? I Lately, it's been 
quite intense, I have to say, um, because we've started in June. Um, yeah, congratulations, yes, by the way. So, and it's been very hectic, but in a very, very good way. So we're all very pleased. And now, yeah, I do feel I need to implement more of my <laughs> talk. Um, also because I have a toddler at home um, and, uh, you know, sleeping has been out of like for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my way to disconnect, I do make sure I always have a bit of time. And funny enough, um, with the COVID situation, being in a lockdown, you just go on Zoom back and back. And mm. there's no this, you, you sort of need to recognize your time. Uh, because you're just jumping from one thing to another. Mm. Uh, you don't have the cuts that you would have before of, you know, uh, traveling somewhere, which actually is your own time. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that anymore. So, yeah, I do implement things. So um, I always start my days with um, movement. Um, it doesn't have to be a full-on workout, but it can be stretched. It depends how I feel, really. Mm, yeah. uh, from, you know, uh, different stretch and, stretch and yoga to uh, meditation, to kettlebell workout if I feel like it um, and I like to spend as much time with my little man which mm -hmm. is amazing to play with the toddler so uh, the whole weekend I'm just with him yeah. and, and it's just amazing so my way of disconnecting obviously is, is spending more time with him um, and I, I, yeah I really enjoy that another thing that I'm very interested in silly daddy <laughs> you would being a silly daddy so I know I know it's true but having it's true it's like animal, you know playing with animals children it kind of gets you into the moment doesn't it and brings a bit of joy which yeah yes, that's really important definitely. isn't it and and you're right because of the zoom and the lockdown you you're missing that interaction with people that actually just feel really good just seeing I mean for me to see you we haven't seen each other for I don't know it's nearly yeah. a year probably yes uh, you just automatically feel better from that so we, we're missing we are yeah. missing that aren't we yeah Definitely. The one thing I or, yeah, I was going to say I was quite interested in is um, because I don't drink very much, but more recently when I've been drinking, I feel really rubbish with the hangover. And I understand now, I looked at my stats mm -hmm. and actually I don't detox that well. And that's something that you've mentioned yeah. that you don't detox well. So how would you, for most people probably don't detox alcohol very well because they're probably drinking too much. So the, the, what would there's you different recommend? genes. There's alcohol sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually will tell you whether you should um, drink or not. Um, if you are very sensitive, you, you will have inflammation reaction, sort of, you know, uh, and you can have uh, definitely issue from that. Um, then you have all those alcoholism type of genes, which is more addictive behavior. So again, gives you indication of like, you know, how you should do it. Um, and also, obviously, detoxification pathway. So how you're going to process that alcohol. Alcohol, you know, let's be clear, it's, it's actually um, toxic for us. Um, but then there's different type, right? So if you have, and I'm not saying that because I'm French, but if you have um, a glass of wine while you are eating, it's actually, you know, a really good source of antioxidants, polyphenols. Um, and you know it's it's actually could be good, yeah. but I think that's good for everyone to hear. Yes, not, not yes. <laughs> but if you that's globally just good go news. and finish the bottle by yourself on this same meal, you will have issues, right? Mm. The reality, the best way is to prevent this to happen. But then there's way as well to support your detoxification pathways. I used to have this little hangover cure because I've always been into the nutrition and, and you know aspect of things but things like let's say uh, glutathione um, things like uh, which are supplements things like NAC or, or all those different uh, substances will definitely help and then you have NAC did you say? N N NAC yeah. okay um, then obviously anything which is rich antioxidant um, having proteins the day after is very important um, obviously to to help your body to, to go through, you know, and to, to process all this. Mm. Milk thistle, which yeah. is also, uh, you know, um, a plant, bot botanic sort of thing, also will help because it, it, it's a very uh, ancient way of doing things. Yeah, so that supports your liver. Supports yeah. your liver. Uh, hydration because mm. you obviously uh, dehydrate a lot when, when you drink. So when I say dehydration, it's not just water. Right? Mm -hmm. is we're talking about sodium, potassium, magnesium, um, so all the electrolytes, mm -hmm. right? 
so uh, having some sea salt, for example, in your in your water could help the day after. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's all those little tricks. Little tricks, really. like an Epsom salt bath, I saw that you said. <coughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, all those little tricks will help. Yeah. But if you drink a whole bottle, yeah. uh, depending on your, obviously, f- frizzled, but you're still going to have through yeah. to go through these headaches yeah. and because it's just, ethanol is toxic and it's, it's something your body cannot have. So you... Yeah. Yeah. So you can so you can make sure that your detox pathways are working better. Yeah. And, and, you and have then a exercising, really nice you yeah. know, obviously helping your movie body to remove all those toxins. Saunas uh, yeah. would be amazing, you know. Yeah. Would uh, you have an infrared sauna at home? You know, you can get the little bags. Have you seen those? Yes, I, I actually yeah, uh, that's uh, on the Christmas list. Is it on your Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, actually I th- that, I think they're it's, quite it's good, just not they? for not just for um, you know detoxifying for so many different things again for this immunity for example the yeah. stress uh, cold and, and cold and, and hot response is very good for you um, but if you have heavy metals like I do have uh, mercury I had mer- mercury filling and I still have mercury in my body um, infrared sauna will help to remove that um, on top of certain protocol with supplements or glutathione which I mentioned will help with that Mm. Um, so very specific supplements Um, and all of this I've learned through the platform I had no idea yeah uh, which is very interesting Uh, but yeah that's amazing yeah so there's so much we can do isn't there it's I mean it's it's exciting and like you said because you make it very specific for people it's not the minefield that that you think it is because, like, at the moment, they'll say, yeah. this is fashionable, this is the new thing, this is a you new supplement. You shouldn't have more. So the way it works on our platform, in terms of recommendation, you wouldn't have more than 10 top recommendations. Yeah. Um, and they work by order of priority. So you can do the first three, and then, you know, and they are very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you move on to the rest. And then this thing change over time as you retest, if you wish. Um, and the idea is to increase your score as you go through this. Yes. Um, but the good thing is you you can be told, okay, your detox- we're talking about detoxification again. Um, those detoxification pathways are not optimal. You do that with the first test. You have all the recommendation that you do for three months. You retest and then, well, actually it's back to now normal ranges. Yeah. And well, yeah, I can feel because I don't have those brain don't fog. I don't have such those a bad headaches hangover. anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and it makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. And so how many users do you have now? On the so now, um, since we started, we, we, we're close to 5,000. Oh, wow. That's um, great, yeah, which it? has been very exciting. Yeah. Um, and been a lot of work as well, yeah. for, you know, to, sure. to come to that within less than six months, um, which is very encouraging. And, yeah. and also in terms of, uh, as a business, encouraging to yeah. potential investor. Um, and so we're hoping to grow I like uh, the faster. way... Yeah, so I and with my scores that I had on mine, I didn't realize so. So if I there, if I now retest for some of those things, my scores might go up. Not 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 for your genetic because not for your the genes genetic. Okay. won't change, right. right? Okay. But if you do the functional testing, obviously, if you yeah. look at uh, an element test that will look at your, I know, potassium, magnesium, and their ratio in heavy metals, toxins, and all these things, or your gut microbiome test, for example, mm-hmm. that will look at things like. Um, immunity marker like SIGA or these other things or um, uh, looking if you have leaky guts or, or, or you know parasites or all mm-hmm. this sort of thing um, if you have the recommendation to remove them then obviously you you want to make sure it works and then you retest yeah and, right. and, and you can see the difference so you can see the trends as well um, and you can learn as well that okay well Actually, yes, I'm predisposed to not absorb vitamin C, let's say, very mm-hmm. well. And I am low from my nutritional marker on one of the tests on vitamin C. I have implemented all the rich type vitamin C food and, and taking liposomal vitamin C. And I'm back to normal range. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, within three months, you start actually getting the habit of buying a you know, sort of eating red bell pepper because mm. it's very rich in vitamin C, having this sort of thing or having uh, liposomal vitamin C uh, now and then in the morning or, you know, yeah. it becomes an habit. So when you don't, you, you don't necessarily have to do that. You're just aware that your body is not optimal with vitamin C and, and you learn on how to optimize that. 
Yeah, so you're becoming smarter and healthier at the same time. Yes. <laughs> That's so good, isn't it? And um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, with with exercise, I know that I'm not very good with looking at stats, and I know my husband Josh just loves a stat. Do you think that... <laughs> the, the data the, is a man thing, I think. It's a man thing, yeah. So how would you, like, I even thought, well, I might just put the steps thing on my phone so I can see how many steps I'm doing. I'm sure I'm doing thousands of steps. Um, obviously, with your platform, you're interacting with the data in a way. But with, if, are there other stats that you think that people should be doing? Like, for but there's a lot of you know steps are great, but it's just an education of how mobile you are, mm-hmm. like how you know not sedentary you are. Uh, but then there's many other important things now that are not that difficult to to track as well. So I've got this ring, for example, the Ura ring. Um, which is a cool piece of equipment because it tracks your sleep and sleep is one of the most if one of the hack you should first uh, okay. um, optimize is your sleep uh, because it depends on so many different things mm-hmm. um, and looking at things like HRV which is heart rate variability um, which is an education how well your body is recovered from the day before from different things um, it's very important to track as well because it gives you an education okay how how hard I can go on with my day today um, shall I have a go and you know crazy workout yeah. a, a very full on uh, busy day of you know 10 hours on calls yeah. and stuff like that and um, how do you track that then? You just wear the ring and it does it for you. Oh, <laughs> so that does the sleep and the heart. Yeah, so you have heart rate oh, wow. variability, all these sort of things. I mean, there's many, many ways of, uh, I mean, this is the Ura ring, but yeah. it, it doesn't have to be that. It, it, it can be other things. Yeah. Um, but again, those data are interesting because it, it will also show you um, so the, the current state of your body and also it, how it changed when yeah. things are not normal. In the sense that, let's say you're going to, you catch a cold. Uh, funny enough, like the HRV, if you drink, has, or the, the resting heart rate, you will see it straight away. Um, so let's say, because I, I used to swim a lot and, and my sort of average um, heart rate is, just my heart rate, right, is around 40, 42 at night. And if I drink, it's going to be above 45, 46, 48, or 50, let's say. Just one or two really? glasses of wine. Wow. So it's very interesting to see. And because the it's HRV, having to work hard. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the HRV is actually going to be uh, lower because your HRV should be higher, right? Okay. So my average is around uh, 95 to 120, which is very good. But if I drink, it will be maybe around 60. So it's it's very funny okay, to see how yeah. your body responds to those things. Yeah. And then you can see, again, the patterns. Yeah. So you learn as well. Yeah. Uh, and actually, again, seeing the data makes you think twice. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, that's what I like about data. But again, I think data are great, but not in isolation. Mm-hmm. You need to connect to other things. And this is why this sort of technology are great, because you can connect to your lifestyle, to other things you do. Mm-hmm. Because what does it mean to have done 10,000 steps for you today? Um, you know, like, it's, but if you do that in, in a more context sort of yeah. thing, in the long term, in a program or whatever, it is, is quite interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. And to so connect the dots between all those data. Yeah, okay, amazing. That ring looks great. You have to tell me about it. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. You're, that's such an interesting, interesting, amazing podcast. Where do you think you are now on your hero's journey? Oh, uh, God, I think it's, I like to think it's always the the never-ending uh, sort of hero's journey. I, I mean, I have I have a, a bit of a long shot mission, um, which is, again, to make health optimization accessible to everyone and effective to anyone. So, obviously, I cannot do that as a one man band but now I have an amazing team and I feel a lot more confident um, as the CEO and founder of this company of, of achieving this mm. uh, but yeah the journey is going to be long the journey is going to be long yes <laughs> you're not at the statesman stage yet yes. no. <laughs> but we do have you're young, we do though. have the strong foundation yes exactly I'm still young 
I'm yeah. still doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Thomas. It's amazing. And I'll put everything in the show notes for Omnos so everyone can get, get one. Be a good thing to... Everyone needs just to get on the program, eh? Yes. Well, everybody can go very easily just by on omnos.me, the, the, the website, and sign up and do the self-assessment, which is for free. And you already get the insight of everything. So you already get your score based on the questions, the questionnaire you have answers, and things to do already. Uh, and it tells you what is the area you should look for or the test you should uh, get next yeah. based on your answers. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Thomas. Hopefully, You're we'll welcome. be doing a, a, a big, good ha- biohacking retreat soon, one day. Yes. When we can all get together. <laughs> yes. That'll be great. <laughs> That'll be amazing. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Please take a moment to rate or review the show and also share it with anyone that you think might enjoy it. You can follow me on Instagram at Tilly at Home With or email me Tilly at Home With at gmail.com.